0: Get the music going. You gotta get hype. You gotta get winning. Are are you are you amped? I'm working on it. Look at my liquid fuel in man, there we go. Mm, mm, mm. But I think that we need some energy to start it out. Every week, I keep saying, let's bring some energy in here, and then you come in like a sack of potatoes. Too legit. Too legit.
1: Welcome to the new episode of the Two Legitimate Podcast, Episode 6. I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by the host with the most, the man who's too far from Texas to enjoy it right now, all the way in Seattle, Washington State, Mr. Wade Davis. Come on down.
0: <laughs> like Price is right style. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm gonna have to ramp up to beat that energy. That's great. What an intro, man. You may really put me over the top. You're the you're the king.
1: I'm trying to get you over the top, man. It's it's, it's how it goes, right? Yes, yeah, Vester Stallone
0: style, right? Just bring that thumb
1: over. Just bring that thumb over. And then bring that arm down. We have that arm bar. Crossface, chicken wings, and everything.
0: Is it the penultimate or is it the ultimate movie about arm wrestling? Feature-length, major-released movie about arm wrestling.
1: It is definitely the ultimate homoerotic arm wrestling movie. (laughs) But yes. Is
0: the arm wrestling genre large enough to have (laughs) subgenres? It, it
1: might, it might. Uh, I'm trying to think of another arm wrestling movie, and I don't know if there is one. And I
0: mean, why you know, is there not? The people hunger for it. It's like, I, I smell, I smell sequel. Mm. I,
1: yes, with Arnold, or not Arnold, with Sylvester and his, brother, his brother
0: in it. Too. Bring them all in. What
1: the hell? So Sylvester died, and they bring in his brother, Frank to take over the mantle and he sings while he arm wrestles.
0: We've been in here for what, like 90 seconds and we're already way off the rails.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We sure are, but that's too legitimate. That's who we are. Wide. It is so great to see you sipping on some banana cognac (laughs) on
0: a balcony in Seattle. Uh, it's good to see you, buddy. It's good seeing you too. It's been a little bit of time. Last I saw you was IRL.
1: Right. Well, first to tell everybody our last show on Too Legitimate was in July, heat of the summer, but now it's in the middle of September. It's fall. The pumpkin basic beaches are coming out. I'm one of them. Uh, and actually, I got to go to Seattle and surprise wide um it was amazing because if you know wade as long as i do you know Wade. wade is one of the more intelligent people i know so it's very difficult to get uh to 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 do them secrets around him without him finding out or like what's happening here but i think the surprise really worked
0: I would say you're 100% right. I don't know about the intelligent thing, but I have ever since as a kid, not, you know, always been protective about having someone get one over on me, you know, so I tend to be very perceptive and and rarely do I get surprised or, or fooled or anything like that, which makes me a real joy come Christmas time when people are trying to get me gifts. But, but the But you got me so good. I had zero idea that I was I was going out to dinner with my significant other. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, well, here. do we get into the story or you want to just
1: tell? Yeah, tell the story. It's a great story.
0: So, you know, I've had a kind of a week at work and we we were kind of going out to kind of get the weekend started on right foot and uh, went down to. there's a really cool restaurant in a Pike place market area called the pink door, which, you know, I've always wanted to check out good food, good cocktails. And by the way, excellent on both. Um, and so we, we show up there and it's like a, you know, it's, it's a hip joint. So there's like reservations and stuff. And we put, we got it, we had a reservation and we went to it, got set at our table and we had this outdoor deck view overlooking the sound and it was gorgeous and weather was beautiful, having a cocktail. Um, or ordered a cocktail and then server comes up and it's totally not i just see this tray in front of me with what looks like a shot glass filled with some i don't, I don't who the hell I know, like a lemon drop or some nonsense in it and they're like oh somebody at the bar got it and i'm like i'm not no no i'm not interested and it's like well really somebody got this drink for you and i look up and the server was brian what's <laughs> <laughs> going on here and i was totally taken off guard <laughs> and it was a big surprise that that Brian and my significant other have been working on for months, it turns out. And I was just so humbled um that somebody would go through that much effort to for for me, you know, because it was really kind of a genuine and fun thing. And and we had a great little visit while you were out here. I, I had a great visit. I hope you enjoyed the trip. Yeah for, for- no, it, it was
1: it was wonderful. It was so funny that moment because there was so much building up to it. And like I got like the servers and the hostesses involved in the surprise and like uh, met some people uh, getting into the place for the reservation that knew about it. So I think everybody around the table was like waiting for it to happen. And. To look, the look on Wade's face, he was just so annoyed, like, I didn't order this dumb drink. And then he looks at me and he goes, what? what? And then the question for the next five minutes was, what are you doing here?
0: It was it was, it was a legit double take. Like, I, I promise you that if I had a beverage, it would have been a legit spit take. Because, <laughs> but I did a literal like, look and then look back down and do what? You know, it was crazy <laughs> tough.
1: It was a too legitimate double take uh, and we had a good time we went to museums we went to movie places we went to a baseball game where Rangers won against the Mariners sorry to say but had amazing food had amazing drinks had amazing good time And so basically that's what brings us to this episode six of too legitimate We you know I live in Texas Wade lives in Washington and Seattle. We've got to have the ultimate showdown. What is better? Is it Seattle food and beverages or is it Texas food and beverages? What,
0: what, what are we doing here, right? You know, it's that age-old beef between the Pacific Northwest and Tex- and North Texas. Like, always that battle to see who's better that car- rages on forever. It's, just, it's as eternal as Yankees Red Sox. The, the Seattle versus Dallas. Right yes, away. that that's
1: what it is. And so, before we get into it, we're going to get into the cocktail stuff in uh, just a second. But since it's a food and beverage centric episode, I, you know, I brought this question up to a few friends this week and a few family members, and I've got to ask you: Why? It's the age-old question that's been around for many decades. The question is. Is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: I'm finally glad someone asked me this because <laughs> I got a lot to say about it. <laughs> no, I, you know I'm going to have a hot take here, and just I, I'm on the yes because I, I in my in my mind, if you say is it a sandwich, I my gut shot is no, but then you work through what is a sandwich. Right, know, and, right, right, right. And it's like, if you say that a sandwich is a couple pieces of, or it's, it's some carbs surrounding some sort of filling in the middle, right? Right. How can you not call, especially, you know, when you get into the more exotic sort of like a Chicago dog's a goddamn salad on top of (laughs) something? But, but if you're just talking like a straight up, even like, you know, hot dog, it's, it's meat with bread around it. I mean, what, what is the difference between that and a ham sandwich?
1: Correct. Correct. So some people would like to think like, no, a hot dog is a hot dog, or even so they would go further and say a hot dog more resembles a taco, but it depends on what the individual is trying to get at. Like, okay, a hot dog is not a sandwich because of the way it's shaped or a sandwich is a sandwich because it's flat. Or maybe a hot dog is a hot dog because it's covered three sides and, you know, bread what or whatever.
0: How it's shaped. What do you mean? Like, because like a Philly cheesesteak is I mean, because it's like, you know, is it that it's not a completely split bun?
1: No, that's because what I, I'm with you. I agree. We agree on this. Like, I think because if well, somebody I said
0: it is, I feel like I'm in the wrong then.
1: If <laughs> But like like listen to me if a hot dog if somebody says a hot dog is not a sandwich because of the way it's shaped then subway is selling fancy hot dogs then like that's how you what you call it like then subway sandwiches subway now serving fancy hot dogs that's how you do it
0: I think subway would love to have the the adjective of fancy with anything they do they, they would just jump onto yeah we're a fancy hot dog if they think they could run with that they would do it. <laughs> <laughs> But you went into then. Let's let's take this out. Then is a taco a sandwich? I don't think a taco is a sandwich at all. What if it's a flour tortilla?
1: So would a tortilla like so a bread or a bun? Is Is that the same as a flour tortilla?
0: Is a flour tortilla a piece of bread?
1: I mean, some would say yes, some would say no. I would say no. I would say a taco is a taco is a taco.
0: If you go to the grocery store in Texas, where do they sell those flour tortillas at? Is it over by definitely not
1: definitely not in the bread section.
0: No, where it's on an sell?
1: end. It is on the end cap next to all the uh, Mexican food, like Mexican oh, yeah, beans.
0: I, yeah, yeah, we're in okay. Texas, so yeah. But I mean, so, so there's a there's probably I mean, is it's it's probably a Mexican grocery store that you're going to that just so happens to have some American <laughs> stuff in there with it.
1: Right, no, but, I mean it's there's like the Mexican section in the Texas uh, marketplaces, and the only place like that would have tortillas stacked up fresh near the bread section would be the authentic Mexican food grocer. So
0: yeah, but I mean, why are they putting it by the bread? No, What's I don't know. I don't
1: think it's bread. I mean, I would say a tort, a flour tortilla, is a tortilla, it's but a hot dog bun a piece of white bread, piece of wheat bread, and a hamburger bun, an English muffin, all the same.
0: Now, wait, at Subway, you brought up Subway. You can sub out your whole wheat or your multigrain or your white bread for a, for a wrap, right?
1: Yeah, but isn't a wrap different than a sandwich or is that the same? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I would say it's a wrap. It's different. It's rabbit food.
0: So a, a wrap, a wrap. And so Subway should, has really no business selling wraps at all then, right? Because it's like, you're way out of your lane, Subway. <laughs> it's fancy literally the dogs. same thing, but instead of a piece of bread, you put it on a tortilla and all of a sudden it's like, oh, go fuck yourself. Get out of here with that.
1: Have you talked yourself out of it being a sandwich, a hot dog being a sandwich?
0: I, 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 I mean, the taco thing's a strong argument. I'm, I haven't worked <laughs> this through all the way, obviously. <laughs>
1: No, it's it's, it's, it's it's an age-old question that might never die. I do believe if somebody were to research and ask the question into Google or Siri or whatever, Alexa, I think it would bring up a CDC thing and say, and it would say that a hot dog is a sandwich.
0: Well, first of all, I got multiple things to comment on what you just said. First if somebody was to take the time to google or ask all these different search engines it's like literally you could do it right now as we're talking with your voice you could just call out to that stupid thing in your household and do it two the end of the sentence i almost i almost want to rewind it here what did you just say about uh, because you said something stupid just now what did i say the cdc yeah, that's that's exactly it.
1: Oh, not so the CDC. The
0: control is now telling oh, people. Oh
1: what, what shit! Not like the CDC. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be in everybody's business these days. Well, no, not the CDC. I, I that was a bit a huge error on my end.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to call up. I'm going to call up the ATF to see what their regulations on pickles are. You should do it. (laughs) You guys got some issues with some stuff you want to talk about on pickles.
1: Maybe FEMA has something on tacos. Oh
0: man, those guys! (laughs) (laughs) Those guys. Much props to FEMA.
1: (laughs) Much props to FEMA. Oh my gourd. Um. So yeah, let's let's move on from our hot dog question. Let's get into let's let's
0: never be settled in this forum.
1: We'll visit it in another episode for sure. This will be our
0: recurring segment.
1: But let's move into our cocktail hour, Wade. Wade, what are some of Washington's and Seattle's Pacific Northwest best beers and cocktails that you've had?
0: I mean, I don't know if you recognize what kind of hostilities you're setting me up for right now, Seattle is a beer town. I'm will, I, I don't know if this is a fact or not, but I'm willing to kind of bet again, I suppose that I can solve this with just a quick Google search, but I'm not doing that. That's you guys figure that out, but it's like, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Seattle is the, or in the top five, most breweries per for a city in the U S Um. there's so many breweries here and and there's so many that are so good right um and so it'd be really because it's like really what day you catch me on is what I could say is actually one of my favorite uh, uh breweries but you know I'll just rattle off a few that I love just to give some props to but um you know there's so many that are so good so you got Elysian, right, which is getting some national spread. I think that they got kind of bought out by one of those macro breweries and have been kind of getting greater distribution. Um, they do that Space Dust IPA. It's a that's a high octane IPA, but it's it's super good um, out here. Rubens Brews is super good. Um, sea Pine is awesome. Fremont, um, you know, they got a Georgetown Brewery, so. Gosh, I mean, we could just, you know, this would be one of those things that we should do. uh, Next time, next trip you come out here, we're just going to do a beer tour and just go to all these rad breweries. It'll be so awesome.
1: Excellent, excellent. Uh, Do you have like a a favorite one?
0: So if I'm going for an IPA, more often than not, I kind of lean towards um, Elysian because it's got the best access to it. Like I could go to a grocery store and go get some Elysian. But, you know, if if I see some Sea Pine or, or Georgetown and Fremont, too, are usually pretty good about that. Georgetown, um, there's a Bodhisattva out there that is just so good. So, um, but, you know, if, if I see a Rubens Brews or a Sea Pine out there, I'll probably grab one because they're both awesome, too. It's like all of them. I don't think because, again, there's hundreds of breweries out here. So those ones I named Cloudburst in there, too. Um, Almost anything you pick from those, you're not going to go wrong. It's awesome. Good, good, good. Is it? So, yeah, and I used to live in Dallas too, right? And so I've I've kind of lived in both places. And I'm not trying to make this about points, but I will say that I think that if you're just talking like the beer scene, um, I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning uh, Seattle here. So why don't you tell me why I'm wrong? I will tell you why you're wrong in the beer element of things uh, because, well,
1: when people think of Texas beer, they they think of one particular beer almost immediately, which I think is like the worst beer, <laughs> oddly, which is Shiner. Shiner box. Shiner is from Texas. Everybody knows it. It's nationwide, worldwide, whatever. I'm not a huge fan of Shiner. Yes. I like the Ruby red bird and stuff like that, but As a whole, I'm not a huge Shiner fan, but... Luckily over like the last decade or so or more, there's been so many of these micro breweries that have popped up and have been getting out there. So the ones that I, I mean, the official state beer of Texas would be Lone Star. That brewery opened up in 1884 and it's still amazing. I mean, it's just a light beer have a little Lone Star beer with a little, you know, shot of whiskey and you're good to go. Perry Como combo, Yo, but other than that, I've got to represent Deep Ellum Brewery. They have so many great beers, Deep Ellum Blondes, the DTX. They have their ciders, all excellent tastes. A uh, fairly newish one out of McKinney, Texas called Tups. Very famous for their IPAs and double IPAs. Excellent stuff. And then, of course, Lakewood Brewery, especially their Temptress, their darker beers. They're very heavy, dark beers, especially bourbon barrel aged amazing and then my favorite my favorite beer brewery in all of texas in dripping springs texas right south of austin called jester king this is the beer brewery place for aficionados You know, this is where they are taking all the elements from earth and the gardens and putting them into their beers and making like the best saisons, the sours, the weeks. It's amazing. And they don't sell this in 12 packs or four packs or eight packs. You buy like one of those bigger bottles of it, you know, that are corked or whatnot. Uh, And they are amazing, Jester King.
0: I, I can't argue with anything you said on any of those. Jester King is like a beer nerd kind of. it's like beer science that they're working on there they're doing experimental stuff there's a few of those that are doing that out here too but it's like yeah i i I agree with all those you name it's like when you're talking about lone star too like the version out here of lone star which is kind of you know i wouldn't say it's like a budweiser but it's in that category of kind of a light drinkable just have a 12 pack of beer sort of yeah you you buy a six pack and just have a sit down and enjoy a six pack worth um the version out here of that is is there's a few cheaper beers like that but the one that i go to is more often than not is rainier's um so i don't know if you've heard of a rainier it's got a big red r on it
1: oh yeah, got, yeah 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 know what you're rack, talking about rack
0: of, rack, of, rack of vitamin r is what they call it <laughs> out here
1: <laughs> so it's pretty good so it's like the light beer yeah like you said like you like i'm gonna buy a 12 pack and i'm just gonna enjoy it until i can't anymore because it's easy well, to drink
0: there's plenty of times where it's like, Hey, I want to do this fancy IPAs and all this stuff, like all the other places, you know, like deep element, all those places they're awesome. Right. I mean, you can't fault any of those guys, but it's like after a while though, it's like, especially down there in Texas on a hot day or something like that, you know, or it's like when we have like a Mexican lager or a light American lager, it's just, you know, you kind of want just something you can sit and drink and cool off with it. And, and though that Lone Star is a perfect beer for something like that.
1: Right. And I agree. It,
0: and I would off- argue where Rainier is too.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you there. Those are good beers, good beers. Um, yeah. Is there any cocktail specific to the Pacific Northwest that you want to talk about?
0: So there's a there are some cocktails that are like specific to out here. And like there's certain, you know, cocktail bar, fancy cocktail bars that have like um, signature drinks and that sort of thing. The problem is that I haven't been out here long enough to really speak intelligently on them because you know, I, I've been out here in this area for like three years now. And over half of that was COVID. <laughs> <So it's perfect.
1: laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> and So everything's been kind of locked down. So in my first, you know, when I first moved out here, um, you know, I, I, I got my significant other and a little one. And so, you know, it's not hitting up the bar scene every night. So it's one of those where I haven't had a chance to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make it my mission over the next year to go figure that out. I'll, I'll I'll. make it my personal mission to go find out what is the Seattle cocktail. And I'll report back to you and the and the team listening here.
1: Good deal. Good deal. I do have a few Texas ones, though, if you would like to well, hear them.
0: I would love to hear it.
1: Well, I'm sure you've had at least one of these because when people think of a cocktail in Texas, they mostly think of the Paloma. Yep. It's tequila, grapefruit juice, a little bit of lime juice, some sugar, or that simple syrup, and a little bit of club soda. And maybe you got yourself a, a stew. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a drink. It's, a, it's what people in Texas drink, you know, because usually in Texas, it's hot as hell. So a lot of that happens. And then another one is called the Texas Buck, and that is uh, whiskey. Honey syrup, spiced or not, uh, honey syrup, lemon juice, and ginger beer. And that's what they call a Texas buck. Right. Uh, and then uh, a lot of people here drink mojitos, but since it's the fall, it's basic bitch time with pumpkins and spices and apples. There is an apple cider mojito. Which is, you know, get yourself some gold cider, get you some spice rum, some sugar, some apples, some mint and some cinnamon. Get you a big thing of ice, mix it up in and you got yourself a fall-like apple uh, cider mojito.
0: I mean, it's pretty good. It's it's good, but you're claiming mojito is a Texas drink? Well, I mean,
1: it's mostly like, what, Kentucky for the derby and shit like that, right?
0: No, that's a mint julep. What the hell are you? Oh, talking?
1: that's right. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> Isn't a mojito like Brazilian or something? Or is that a Caparinha and mojitos just like a variation of that? I don't know, but no. I mean, I you know I think that again those light um, citrusy punchy cocktails, like I mean, all those are the Paloma. They all have a similar vibe, right? Which just what's the what's the booze. Yes. it's like, you know you do like a salty dog right which is like a gin and grapefruit juice and salt rim sort of thing all those are so good so
1: yeah man. i mean a lot of people do drink i mean there's so many places now in texas that actually have a designated tap or a machine designated to frozen mojitos oh so it's, yeah it's a thing now okay yeah so
0: maybe, so then i'm gonna say yeah it probably is if every place has a tap for it then yeah that's your that's your jam,
1: but yeah. The, the palomas, but yeah. I then and then a lot of people, you know, especially during the summer months, will do the. Am I pronouncing it right? The Micheladas, you know, the yeah. margaritas with a you know beer in it. So a lot of that happens uh, throughout the year, but mostly during the summer.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, or it's like you know, sometimes they have like tomato or something in Michelada, but yeah. No, it's a. Uh, those are always nice too again it's just i think it goes very well i mean again it's kind of the difference if i was going to say what was a seattle drink i would go more kind of brown liquor like you know there's a couple like rye drinks out here that are known and and some rum cocktails and stuff but it it goes again to i think the climate is dictating it as much as anything right it's like you wouldn't want to have you know in the heat of the texas summer you don't want to have like a, a rye drink necessarily unless it's like Topo Chico filled up and kind of yeah, squired.
1: ranch water. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. So.
0: so that's awesome though. Yeah. I mean, I definitely next trip down there, we're gonna have to go hit up a couple places and test them out on that front. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. And then and then again, next time you visit up here, we'll go on that mission of figuring out what is the the the, the, the ultimate Seattle cocktail.
1: The Adventures of Brian and Wide, it's great. Um, let's move on to our, our our big issue here: Seattle food versus Texas food, Pacific Northwest food versus Texas food. What are the main dishes? What are the foods uh, that are known there for? Best restaurants? Is one better than the other? Can there be a peaceful coexisting medium between the two? Or not. I mean, wide. <laughs> Seattle, give it to me, buddy. I mean, I know you've lived the last, you know, 15 months in seclusion, <laughs> but yeah.
0: you're getting out there. A, a little bit, for sure, right? And because so, we're big foodies. We're big foodies. I Well, I'm a big boy, so... <laughs> 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 you just get that way by, by having the food. And so, I mean, here, I can talk about well, like what is Seattle known for? And again, keeping in mind that, um, you know, somebody that's native or somebody had been here, hell, even shorter than me. I was going to say longer, but, it, you know, people can disagree and I can still get educated on this. But he- here's what I know. You know is that out here i would say first uh seattle is definitely known for like seafood right it's like some of the best seafood that i've ever had absolutely is out here and the sea the access to fresh seafood and shellfish is second to none out here so like we're talking salmon and um you know, uh, oysters is extremely popular. I almost make oysters a subcategory out here, like salmon and crab and all that I put in the seafood category. But then oysters, people out here go nuts for. And, and Washington, I think, is one of the biggest producers of oysters in the U.S. So it's really big out here on that front. Um, some other foods that I think that it's known for out here. And, and, and I'm going to apologize to you in advance because it's like, I'm just going to start rattling off a whole bunch of awesome stuff. And in Texas, you're going to settle in on your barbecue and just shit the bed and lose this competition. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's, have you ever heard of a Seattle dog? Have we talked about that before? I know when we went to a ball game, they had a hot dog, but did you have a Seattle dog?
1: I did not have a Seattle dog. Tell me about a Seattle hot dog sandwich.
0: So a Seattle hot dog sandwich. <laughs> But it, it's, it's basically a, uh, I, I, I can't, because there's a huge um, Japan, Asian influence in Seattle in general. And I think that that's kind of baked into the culture out here. And you think about like a Seattle roll has like salmon and cream cheese. And, like sushi is really big out here too. Um, but what they did was essentially for a Seattle dog is they put some of that kind of thing on a hot dog. And so a Seattle dog has like cream cheese and grilled onions and peppers and stuff on it. And it's actually, it sounds odd, right? But it's a pretty famous Seattle street food and it's very good. It's like a a, a hot dog with cream cheese on it. Yeah.
1: No, that sounds amazing. Why don't they just wrap that up in some Seattle salmon and call it like, you know, like the, the kosher, you know, (laughs) Seattle hot dog with the lox and cream cheese hot dog sandwich. It's a lot to say.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that we're, I think that we're really working on something there. Okay. Um, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's do, do that. Let's do that. Um, the, You know, I talked about the Asian influence before, but you know, one of Seattle, I mean, it, we can talk about it in more detail as you kind of talk about what the Texas thing is, because I think it might be worthwhile to have a back and forth, but teriyaki out here is huge. It's like, there's a teriyaki shop at every block you know it's just it's all over the place and it's very ingrained as much as what i would say down there in texas like a taco truck is uh teriyaki is for out here and um the other thing that i'll kind of start with i got plenty more i mean seattle's just rocking it on all sorts of fronts but one other thing that i think that is inarguably seattle is coffee right like um amazing coffee places tons of different roasteries and everybody doing their own thing and taking it super serious like as we talked about people that are intense in the beer culture a little bit ago but there's equally that sort of intensity on the coffee culture out here too
1: and that hasn't caught on I mean there are indie coffee shops all over the country but in Seattle it's they're doing it for sure
0: the coffee is, like, a whole nother level out here. I mean, like, not only do they have the folks that are doing, like, the artisan, you know, where you could trace the bean back to the farmer and the, and the people serving the coffee know the name of the farmer that grew that coffee bean. There's a few places out here that do that. But then you also have the very opposite of that, where it's super, um, like, they have these drive-through shacks where you ha- you'll have, like, the, the server's. It's scantily clad outfits, like little cowgirl coffee places or something, where you could just, you know, it's a whole gimmick like Hooters but for coffee, sort of thing. And there's just little shacks all over the place, and so the whole point though is that like just coffee across the board. It's like how how in New Jersey when I lived in New Jersey they had like go-go bars, it had that kind of vibe, but it was just a little shack that sells coffee. So it's just crazy all over the place out here.
1: Do you know why that is, especially in Seattle, why the coffee is just gargantuan business
0: i think it goes back i think there's a couple reasons for it but i think that it primarily goes back to what we were talking about before with the climate thing you know with it being okay. rainier and and kind of overcast it, and it's easier just you know it, it's like those. that's the kind of weather where you want a coffee and that weather is far more frequent out here and yeah. so so I think that that's a lot of it too. And it's also like, you know, there's a lot of trendy hipster folks that just glom on to a thing too and want to get real deep into it. I think there's some of that going on too, for sure. All right, all right. Uh, What else over there? I think I laid down a pretty solid argument about why Seattle's the best. So just save yourself the embarrassment, concede the point now.
1: Hell no, team. Hell no, right here. No, no. I'll give. you I'll give you some. I'll give you yeah. some. Why Texas food might be better.
0: Now, is this all of Texas you're you're going for here?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I could just do Dallas specifically. If you you don't
0: have to. I'm just curious where you're going with it.
1: Well, okay, so like with Texas, I mean, a lot of this is in Dallas too, and okay. uh, or if not all of it, but. Um, Of course, Texas barbecue. I mean, we can talk about other states that have better. I mean, my favorite barbecue ever is not in Texas, but Texas is known for its barbecue, which is impressive, specifically their brisket. Um, So Texas brisket. Uh, You have Tex-Mex, which is you have Mexican food, but then you have a whole other subcategory, which is not even a subcategory. It's its own category is Tex-Mex food. Um, The breakfast taco game down here is amazing. Uh, Texas chili is a huge thing, chili. Um, and then of course, queso, it's never done right if it's not in Texas. And then almost the last two things, uh, chicken fried steak. You can't really go anywhere with a good chicken fried steak unless you're in Texas. And then, um, which I, this stuff, the next thing I'm going to mention, I don't really eat anymore, but everybody outside of Texas, they come to Texas for bluebell ice cream. Um, it's not my favorite. Uh, when I was eating ice cream, I didn't eat it a whole lot, but l- everybody loves it. But with the f- strict foods, you can't beat, you can't tell me a cream cheese, hot dog sandwich beats, Texas brisket, Tex-Mex food with queso on top of it, with the beef and the guacamole and the sour cream mixed in with a side of that Texas spiced chili, and then a, you know, a dessert of chicken fried steak and gravy and mashed potatoes. Like so that.
0: You're, first, you're putting the Seattle dog against all of it, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that teriyaki on it. I, I would put I, the, the teriyaki, uh, I would put that the teriyaki out here is comparable in scope and scale to like the tacos out there. Okay. Where you you and, and out here, like, I think that the what I would call the American version of teriyaki kind of came from Seattle, where you have that really sticky, uh, syrupy kind of gooey sauce that's super sweet, and and over that oh you pour it over like chicken thighs. Like out here, a teriyaki meal, uh, it was created as a working man's meal. It started out here as kind of a thing, but it's all over the place now. But it's basically a couple uh, grilled chicken thighs with that sweet sticky teriyaki sauce poured on it and you usually get two scoops of rice and then like a little salad to come with yeah. it. And, and it's even for uh, Pacific Northwest prices, which can get pricey uh, it's still a very affordable meal or like a working man's meal, if you will. And uh, I would put that up against the taco. I will concede a point that I do miss the breakfast tacos out in Texas a lot. There's nothing like the and the kolaches and stuff. There's places out here that do kolaches and they do them well, but breakfast tacos and kolaches um in Texas is fire. But some but you know, I mean, when you're talking like barbecue, it's like I come back to you with a with the salmon and the crab and the and the, the the seafood I think is the barbecue competition there and that's a whole big debate about which one is better.
1: Right. Well, so when you and I did the food tour in Seattle a few weeks ago, we had a salmon barbecue thing, and uh, it was amazing.
0: Like a smoked salmon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that it was really good. We did really a food good. tour down at Pike Place Market, and uh, we went to, what would you say? It was like 10 different places, essentially? Yeah. Had little samples from 10 different places. It was a really awesome little trip. Go ahead though. Keep going. I interrupted. No, that, that,
1: that was good. And when I was in Seattle, like one of the best sandwiches I ever had, you know, like was at the ballpark with that that pulled pork banana pepper sandwich. Like, holy shit, that was insanely good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh here. Let me let me see if I could look that one up real fast just so I can describe it to you.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, going to ball games, you know, anywhere you're going to have decent food, but I'd never had something as good as this sandwich at uh, the Mariners Rangers game um, at Safeco field. And I guess it's like a whole thing. Like I know Texas has like their boomstick hot dogs and it's, it's a fucking hot dog, but it's two feet long. And it's just like, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, it's a big fucking hot dog and that's all it is but this sandwich was like something otherworldly like it was so good
0: yeah no for sure and and the thing is it's like this the seattle uh ballpark um food game is on another level right it's it's like i mean we had stuff there that you're not going to get anything (laughs) like it was the same place i think we got like
1: you had lobster okay. fries, you had old bay fry. Yeah, it was crazy. You don't get that in Texas.
0: No, no, but um gosh, I'm trying to here. Well give me here, keep going for a second because I've almost found what I'm looking for. Yeah,
1: Wade is looking for that this, this pulled pork sandwich. He just needs to type in pulled pork mouth, you know, Safeco field sandwich and see if oh. any porn pops up.
0: All right, I'm going to skip what I'm doing and I'm going to type in pulled pork mouth Safeco <laughs> sandwich. Is that what you just said? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, it's so good. I am glad he's doing this. But no, the, I mean, this sandwich, like, so Wade got it. And with this sandwich, he got, like, at, even at this stadium, they serve, like, those salty crickets, like, actual, you know, dead, dried crickets uh, that you can get. And they're just, like, you know, a little saltiness. So I had those with the pulled pork sandwich. And it was crazy good. And I didn't think a sandwich would be that wonderful at a ballpark but it was and I mean you could technically be a, uh, you know you could technically say that like maybe that's one of the top five sandwiches I've ever had and it's ridiculous to say but oh man it was unbelievably excellent
0: so so, so for all for everybody listening and, and Brian for you as well if you just look up the name of the rest because it's it's a it's a local restaurant that they have a they have a stand at the park. It's called Paseo. And they do this Caribbean roast pork sandwich. And it's it's toasted baguette, it's got like cilantro, pickled jalapenos, caramelized onions and this roasted pork that is just so dang tasty. It's it's crazy good how good it is. I still think about it.
1: <laughs> I dream about it. I wake up and I dream about it. Uh, it's good. It's so good. But yeah, you know, when, so basically if Wade were to come to Texas, what am I going to bring him to? What restaurants am I going to bring him to? What are we going to have to eat? And this Let's is kind of with like, breakfast. Let's start out with breakfast. With the breakfast. Okay. With, with a little break, brekkie and second brekkie. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Because <laughs> <laughs> what I would do it, it, here, Here's in hindsight Because again you surprised me So I didn't have time to plan it out But if I planned it out the second time Where you were coming out here I can't compete with the breakfast tacos So I'm not even trying to go that route But out here They have excellent donuts And the, you know and, and I know that the donut game Where you have like the maple bacon donuts And all that stuff is kind of everywhere now it, it was it, here was one of the early, if not the originator of some of that stuff. And they have amazing donut shops out here. So that would be where I would start out the day for your next trip out here.
1: Okay. Okay. That would you were start. I would say if you're a big fan of the breakfast tacos, I would take you to El Hordan. It is this little dive hole in the wall, family owned little Mexican food place. And it is hands down the best breakfast tacos in the world, Uh, two or three of those, maybe even four. Man, just get them sausage, bacon, egg, and cheese, flour, tortilla things, get some of them salsas on it. Oh, my God. It is so good. El Hordon, it's in Oak Cliff. It is fantastic. That's where I would take you for your breakfast taco. Now, if you wanted, like, you know, the big Texas country Bubba breakfast. You know, I would take you to original market diner and it is an old school diner, and it is just, you know, you get get your biscuits and gravy, get your chicken fried steak, get your eggs sunny side up, get your sausage and your bacons, and get a little get a little pancake to wash it all down with. Yeah. You know, that's that place I would take you. But yeah, El Hordon for tacos. Oh, oh God, I'm just I'm excited
0: thinking about it, Wade. <sighs> Can I tell you where I'm taking you for lunch? Where are you taking me for lunch? I'm taking you to this place called Katsu Burger. It's this Japanese fusion burger joint out here. and They got multiple locations. And it's like, for example, and it's they'll do it like chicken or pork, but I'm getting you the traditional beef hamburger. But what they'll do is they'll actually uh, batter and deep fry that burger patty. And then put insane, like Japanese-inspired kind of toppings on it. Like you'll have some tonkatsu sauce, you'll have like a wasabi coleslaw, you'll have some bacon up on there, maybe with some kind of seasoning on it. It is insane good. It is it is it is one of the top three burgers you'll ever have. And, and they have these. Uh, they they put all these different fries together, so you can get your regular sea salt French fries, or you can get like. Uh, spicy they have like a 12 spice spicy fry or japanese curry sort of fries but what they have a lot of people do will have like nori fries where it has like pieces of that like dried seafood dried seaweed that you have with like sushi
1: it'll you be crumbled
0: up on the fries and it makes it so fragrant from the oil from the fries and it just kind of wafts up and it's it's a total experience dude it's fire
1: that's amazing that sounds good so you want to know where I'm taking you for lunch let's hear it well you've been here already but it is a Texas place that does this type of food, the specific type of food, better than where it originated from. And I've been to these types of places in other states, and it does not compare. But for lunch, we're heading down to Austin and we're going to Via 313 for Detroit style pizza. And Jesus Christ. So I had Detroit style, I had Via 313. And then Wade came to Austin and I was like this is the best pizza I've ever had and he looked at me and was like you're a dumb asshole. And then he ate the Via 313 pizza and Wade what happened?
0: It's it's one of the better pizzas I've ever had. Yeah. It's It's, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty damn good. It's 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 excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> because like I
1: don't get it because I've had the the via 313 not via 313 but Detroit style pizza in other states and then like oh yeah we do Detroit style here and I had it and I was like this ain't good but every time I've been to via 313 which has been more than a dozen times it's great and perfect every single time and not only that but they have like a great like cheesy bread they bring out with like melty cheese and then they have like the was it the spumoni or like the superman spumoni dessert that's Mm -hmm very rare to find and everywhere uh this place is amazing so that's where we would go um for lunch to via 313 it's like texas style detroit pizza
0: it's it's super good i mean there's just there there, there's i can't argue any of that right there all right except except it's a long drive yes yes
1: it is but worth it though so what what what's for dinner or what's for pre-dinner and dinner
0: pre-dinner i mean i think that we might have to go do some of that clam chowder down like that pipe place market has oh man clam chowder it's so good
1: that clam chowder and the vegan clam chowder was equally amazing
0: yeah and so we got to go down there have a beer have a chowder and then i think we're gonna go over to uh some fancy seafood joint. We're just going to really do it up with some excellent seafood. You know, I'm going to, you know, you can throw out the salmon dish. You could throw out the, the, the crab I mean, you know, we, we've had that a few times when you were out here too. I mean, it's awesome, right? I mean, it's hard to argue that.
1: It is, it is, it is. It's very hard to argue that. Uh, they got it would be gooey
0: duck out here too. That's pretty popular out here. I haven't had it yet. Cause there's like a lot of like farming a gooey duck that happens out here. um, I'm not, I've never had it though. It kind of, it's one of those, I'm still working up to that level, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> I will someday.
1: And then I guess what we would do for dinner. I mean, there's such good sushi places in Dallas, but I wouldn't take you to one of those places, uh, even though I really enjoy those. There's some really good Vietnamese places here too, but no, we've got to do barbecue. We've got to do Texas barbecue at Terry Black's in Dallas uh specifically the you know the one and a half two pound beef ribs uh are just fall off the bone meat their sides are excellent wade and i have been there together the one in austin texas and we just went all out for that um but there is one in dallas now and it is just superior barbecue like it's really good like some people would say cadillac brisket is better I mean, Terry Black's brisket is amazing. I don't know what to say.
0: I think you made the right call there because if you would have said sushi or you would have said, like, Vietnamese or pho or something like that, it or ramen or joint or something, you're just going to get beat by stuff out here. It's just no, better.
1: For sure. For sure. I do. I do believe that. I mean, there's good places here. But, you know. I think if this day of food, you got to end on the barbecue. You don't want to end on a chicken fried steak and gravy type of thing. You want to end on this barbecue because Terry Black's has amazing barbecue and they have a little bit of Tex-Mex with it. Like you can get Spanish rice at this barbecue joint. You can get the amazing barbecue baked beans with that. You can get fantastic Mac and cheese, coleslaw, cornbread, white bread, and then all of the meats you could ever want here. And like I said, they're really known for their, um, their beef ribs, but they also do a Kansas city original of burnt ends there as well, which is excellent as well. But yeah, the beef ribs, man, you, you get, you have to get one beef rib at least, but it's whatever pounds it is. It could be one pound. It could be two pounds and you pay for it. And you're like, you're like, Oh my God, this is like four days worth of meat here. Uh, it's amazing.
0: I'm not really sure who wins this whole thing, but I think that we're both doing really good. We're we're both eating extremely well no matter what on these adventures we're going on.
1: We are. And so that comes to our, you know, our question, our last question about this topic is is, is there a peaceful medium like would there be like a a restaurant that could deal with both like you like I can have the smoked salmon at the barbecue place from Seattle.
0: So, you know, it's it's weird because like the 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 wood they use out here is completely different because you tried some pulled pork and all that stuff out here too. And um, they, they use alder wood to smoke a lot of stuff. I mean, and the alder wood is excellent for smoking like the fish and all that stuff. But I would say that for like pulled pork and that it's different than what I'm used to being back in Kansas or when I was living in Texas and all that stuff. And I think what people would traditionally think of as pulled pork. The alderwood smoke is different so um so i'd put to you that i i don't know if there is a i mean it's almost better if they kind of live in their own i think that trying to kind of mesh those two together i mean if if you can figure it out i think you got a you got a winner on your hands for sure right right it's like how do you do? I mean, it's kind of like how do I define Tex-Mex when I'm talking with folks? And it's like you know, they're like, "Well, what is Tex-Mex?" I say it's like where well, you get a steak, but you also get a side of enchiladas. You yes, know, that's, <laughs> that's quintessential Tex-Mex to me: a steak with a side of enchiladas. enchilada. And you can't. Or or
1: a chicken fried. So at a lot of Tex-Mex places, they serve chicken fried steak, but you can put queso and guacamole on
0: it. That's right. Yeah, and so that's the whole thing. It's like, it's like. <laughs> If it's something you would order at, at like a cracker barrel, but better food, but I mean, it's <laughs> a cracker barrel, but then just have like a side of enchiladas or some Spanish rice with it or something. And it's just like, um, and, and, and like, yeah, so you could literally do that instead of getting like a baked potato or mac and cheese or stuff, you could just get some cheese enchiladas. And, and, and I enjoy it, but you know, it, it's so different. I don't know how they jam together yet.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's good. It's good.
0: But if they uh, can figure out like a a C Mex or, or C Tex, right? Or or yeah, if, yeah. Instead of Tex Mex, you got Tex Seattle or something. I don't know. But it's like it, it if I don't know. Do they should they should they mix? What do you think?
1: I mean, I would like to see maybe some of that salmon. Imported over here through the Texas barbecue type of thing, yeah. Um, and hell, maybe even some of the fish tacos for breakfast tacos with some fish and eggs. That would be amazing. Oh but, yeah, uh, I think that would be cool. Other than that, I mean, I don't want any of the Seattle food covered in you know cream gravy here. Really, <laughs> it would just be. I bet it might be awesome, but I just I'm not ready yet.
0: You get. Yeah, does Texas have a hot dog? Like, like, is there? I mean is there like a, like I mean, maybe like a chili dog, I guess. but Yeah. Kind of chili a
1: cheese word. dog basically. Well, so like, there's like the Dallas dog and it's usually um, a chili dog with onions, with mustard. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Cool.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, th- so there, there's a little something back and forth to try out and do different things for sure. We're,
1: we're both winners today. <laughs> Yay. We did uh, it. We did we it. Solved, we did we we it. We solved it. We did. Uh, We're going to move on to some movies and television. Uh, Wade was telling me the other day that he had all these questions about movies and television shows he wanted to talk. I was like, don't ask me now. Ask me on two legitimate podcasts on Spotify and Amazon and iTunes or Apple Music, whatever it's called.
0: Um, that's, that's what our friendship has evolved into now it's like let's not have a conversation let's save it for the podcast. <laughs> right right it's, i don't want to talk to you about this when we could be saving this gold for the air
1: yeah i just want to be anytime i talk to one i just want to be paid to do it
0: <laughs> uh, that's like everybody though everybody feels that way so much appreciated
1: you're welcome
0: <laughs> well, the, what i was wanting to ask you was essentially like you know, I, I've been I've been trying to get into a few different things and I was just curious, have you been watching anything cool lately that like I need to know about? Because there's there's some TV that's coming back, there's some new shows that are coming on, and it's like we're in a weird kind of pandemic, post-pandemic evolutionary world where it's like, okay, where's everybody's heads at and where's the art going? So there's a couple of things that I've been checking out that I was going to ask you about. But, you know, first, is there? you want me to just get into that or you want get to into that. That, get,
1: into, get into that? So
0: so I found and I'm late to the game, but I finally found uh, Money Heist on Netflix. Um, OK, I finished the first season of it so far. They call it the first part, though. Have you seen this
1: money? I'm looking it up real quick and I'm trying to remember it's if I've seen it
0: from Spain. I have not seen Money Heist. No. It is, it is, I'm really enjoying it. It's awesome. It's kind of reminding me a little bit of um, uh, uh, Prison Break first season, where it's kind of like intricate plots that you're kind of learning as it goes, but they've been planning this for a, a long time and it's about a big kind of heist. I don't want to give too much away, you know, let let you kind of watch the show and watch it unfold, um, but it's really good. I mean, again, the, the, it's 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 foreign language, right? And so you can do the subtitles. Netflix and all those services now do pretty good dubbing too. Um the challenge is it's just like I'm always back and forth on do I want to do subtitles or dubbing. Because dubbing makes me nuts. Where well, dubbing
1: is just sillier, I think to me.
0: It's sillier and the ADR never works right, or the, the dialogue recording always feels out of place. Like they have like weird artificial sound effects that kind of Like if somebody's typing on a keyboard they'll have like weird fake clacking noises and stuff
1: right right
0: but um but i would put to you that sometimes the 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 voiceover dialogue what they do a good job of doing is instead of just doing a direct translation they'll kind of capture what the point is okay so it's like so you know like if we would have a phrase like hey uh turnabout's fair play that that might not, if you translate it in Spanish, it might not, th- there's, a, there's a Spanish phrase that probably means the same thing, but it's not using the same words. So they'll just use the idiom that means the same thing, as opposed to just doing a direct translation like they do in the subtitles. So most of the time, I would say that the dubbing is true to the subtitles, but there's a couple of times where they'll deviate. And it's because they're trying to kind of capture the point as opposed to the uh, the direct words. But, okay. Okay but the, the writing is clever and, and that's the part that makes me the most nuts about like because i feel like i'm still catching like kind of how they're doing plays on words and different things like even the title of the show in, in spanish is the house of paper uh-huh. um, or paper house yeah and, and it's a much better title and much more clever for if you watch the show you'll get why um than money heist um and there's things like that throughout the show where it's a lot more clever than sometimes what the American translation is doing for it. But it's, it's great. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far.
1: So Money Heist. I got to check it out. I'm glad you're enjoying it.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, another one that I just started, it's, it's relatively new. Um, I'm only like one episode in so far on it. On It's, again, another Netflix one is um, oh. it's called uh, Squid Game.
1: I have not seen that either
0: so squid game again I'm only one episode in but so you know keep keep an open mind on all this but to me it feels like if it's kind of a cross between kind of like battle royale Ooh. and um like a live TV game show thing and 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 some other thing kind of going on it's like there, but it's got kind of a, uh, but it's kind of got this facade of like a, a kid's game sort of thing, but it's like much more intense than that. I, I mean, I can give you a little, I'll, I'll try and give you a synopsis without giving something away, is that apparently there's this, there, there's, you're following the main character here is pretty significantly in debt. It isn't good with money, right? right? And all of a sudden, you know, they're in, in debt to some bad folks, and trying to figure out how to, uh, in a bad way. And then like their family's falling apart. and There's all sorts of trouble going on. And they need they need money quick or they're going to lose their family plus maybe lose their life. And, and so there's a, uh, and then all of a sudden the stranger kind of comes up and knows everything about this person. How much they're in debt. They know their name, their address, where they're from, where they went to school, their whole background and history. And they said, would you like to play a game? And basically, um, he says, yeah, OK, I'll he goes, if you play this game, we can help you out with some money. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, OK, I'll play the game. And then all of a sudden, just wakes up in this random, strange environment with like hundreds of other folks that are in a similar position. And then basically, they say, look, if you win the game, you win lots of money. Otherwise, you don't. And then crazy ensues.
1: OK. Squid Game, and Money Heist. I've got to check these two out. I have not seen them.
0: Yeah, there's a couple Netflix ones. I got some other shows too on other kind of for formats, but what what what's some that you're watching right now, man? Is there any Netflix or streaming so- things or TV or...
1: Oh yeah. I'm watching a lot. Uh, so I mean the two, the two reality shows I'm watching right now is bachelor in paradise and big brother season 23. I've never watched bachelor in paradise before this season and Jesus Christ. It is a shit show of epic proportions, but funny as fuck. Um, I only watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and now Bachelor in Paradise because I do a show, but I hate that I'm liking these shows. Um, And like this Bachelor in Paradise season, David Spade was the guest host for, you know, a while with everybody. Um, Titus Burgess was lance bass was and now lil john is yeah okay so it just doesn't make any sense and it's stupid and ridiculous And i love it um so other than that um i uh watched all of season two of the morning show um with steve carell and uh what's her name reese witherspoon and jennifer aniston and all them and it's on apple tv plus uh they're doing an episode a week i believe and i've i've seen every episode of second season and i will say that i really enjoyed the first season of that show in the second season my goodness uh it is not good <laughs> there are a so few elements of it that are decent uh the best character by far in this season is Steve Carell's character, Mitch. Um, They just didn't know what they wanted to do with this season. Like it's just all over the place and it's just, Oh, it's not good at all. Um, It's very upsetting uh, to say the least. Um, Also, what did I watch? Um, Malignant, James Wan's new film, which is on HBO Max and theaters. Uh, James Wan of course did Insidious and the Conjuring and saw Aquaman and Fast and Furious 7 Um, he kind of brings all of his uh, history into his film resume into this one movie and he pays great homage to Sam Raimi in bringing in slapstick style humor into it after the big reveal towards the end of the film and it is excellent on all levels have you seen it Wade
0: I have not seen it it's one of those where I've been kind of it's like I've been really leaning heavily towards comedy and kind of fun stuff and keeping it light just because I'm still kind of bogged down with the crazy. But I know that, like, folks are into, like, all these. There's, we're getting into horror movie season now, yes. which is fun. And also, you know, people have been super into, like, all the the murder mystery and, and documentary series and all the that stuff that's been going on this whole kind of past year and a half. So I haven't got a chance to see many of those yet, but Malignant's one I need to check out.
1: Yes, just because if you like Evil Dead 2, yeah. uh, you you like all that silly mixed with horror. Because like the first part of the movie, like he James Wan puts all of his stuff into this one movie. So like the first part of the film, it plays out like a horror movie that you've seen a bunch of times, but set in like the early 2000s with, you know, like the, the, the heavy metal music, you know? Sure. And then all of a sudden it like turns into John Wick horror where like, there's a scene with just like a ton of people die in gruesome ways.
0: Is kind of a Tucker and Dale vibe?
1: No, no, no. It's way funnier than that. Okay. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's the big reveal of the movie, which you do not see coming really. And then you're just like, Holy shit. He went here. And then it's just funny as fuck in a good way. And you're like, James Wan, thank you so much for having the balls to fucking do this because this is, nobody else would do it. And, you know, like I haven't been to a public movie screening since 2000, uh, early 2020. And I mean, I've, I've gone to the theater a few times with press only, but I wish I, wish I was in a public screen for Malignant just because the audience reaction would have been just one of those memorable moments in life. Uh, Another great movie that's out right now, it's called Cop Shop, all one word. Stars Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo, um, directed by Joe Carnahan, who, of course, did NARC and and Aces and a whole bunch of other things. But this movie is awesome. It is action thriller noir all set inside one setting inside a police station and all hell breaks loose with assassins versus cops. And it's very wild and cartoony esque and how that setting and like the characters are very over the top. And it is mwah, chef's kiss. Fantastic. It, it reminds me a lot of like the cop shop, C O P S H O P. It reminds me of like, kind of like an action thriller, but with way more, uh, or a noir thriller, but with way more action uh, and the likes of, like, um, uh, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. yeah, okay. But all set in the same thing and with way more action and blood and guts. And then another one I will mention, which came out, and I know Wade will love it because it's just fucking batshit. Um, it's called The Prisoners of the Ghostland. Prisoners of the Ghostland. And sure. it is directed by uh, Japanese filmmaker uh, Sion Sono. And it stars Nicholas Cage, <laughs> and um, you Bill, and Bill Mosley, okay. uh, and uh, Nick Cassavetes. Uh, but yeah, n- uh, Bill Mosley. For you, those who don't remember, he's Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. He's Otis in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Um, so basically, this movie is like the closest thing to Army of Darkness you will get <laughs> with Nicolas Cage is like the Bruce Campbell character, basically. Okay. Uh Yes. So Nicolas Cage is, he's in this weird Japanese Western futuristic town and they bring him out because he, he robbed a bank and he they set him out to go fight these bad guys and they give him... Uh, a leather onesie with explosives around his neck, his elbows, and his nuts. And if like some, if he if he starts to get excited, nuts will blow off. You know, if he try if he raises his hand to a woman, his nuts or his elbows will blow off, and and blow off they do. Um, Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, I mean, I'm not telling you what parts, but it's perfect nick cage stuff but it's they they're very aware of what they're doing and it's all these genres mixed into one and oh my and then bill mosley's character is called the governor and he's all in a white suit a gigantic white 10 gallon cowboy hat and uh red leather gloves and it is it's crazy (laughs) Uh, this is right up Wade's alley because it just, the things in this movie are just like, what? What? what this is out of control.
0: <laughs> it, it, it does sound very much like a show that's made for me.
1: It's out on demand now. It's out in theaters now. It's called Prisoners of the Ghostland. If you look at the poster for this movie, like, Wade, look at the poster for this movie and you're going to be like, holy shit, how have I not watched this yet?
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Prisoners of the Ghostland. Please check this out. It is fantastic. A wonderful little film. And it is just, it's nuts. It's nuts. So
0: I'm trying to avoid, uh, I I can't wait for this. I'm seeing the poster now and I'm loving it. (laughs) There's ninja sword, there's katanas. No, yeah.
1: uh, So it's basically Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome meets Army of Darkness. And that's like basically what it is.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it.
1: Nick Cage has been on a roll this year. Like you have Willie's Wonderland, you have Pig, and now you have Prisoners of Ghostland. And like all three excellent films. So
0: going back to what I was kind of talking about, like I've been trying to avoid mentioning like stuff that I think everybody's watching, like the like like the Marvel shows that are on disney and yeah what
1: ifs are pretty decent and, stuff like, like and that. ted
0: lasso everybody's watching that you know i mean it's like and it's great if you haven't seen it go watch ted lasso it's it's awesome but i mean have you have you seen reservation dogs yet on fx
1: no so i i know about reservation dogs but i haven't watched it yet but it looks like a show that i would genuinely enjoy
0: it's it's awesome i okay. mean it's uh it's it's legit good like the writing and some of the acting is better than a lot of crap that's coming out in network and in film right now. I mean, and, and it's very consciously using, like, uh, most, if not all, Native cast and and Indigenous folks. And, and I think the crew is a lot, too. I mean, I think it was kind of... A, it's interesting, too, with Taika Waititi being kind of attached to it, um, you know, being like his connection with kind of the indigenous cultures and like you know Oceania and like you know australia new zealand and i think that he found interesting sort of corollaries with u.s and native americans um that i never really thought about until kind of watching some of this show and it's like it's 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 kind of like we're a lot more we're a lot more close together than we think sometimes and it's like this show is awesome i mean it's It kind of starts out where you think, oh, are they doing like a a Reservoir Dogs sort of thing? And there's like the first episode has some homage to that a little bit, but it's that's not what the show is. It's a character driven. um, Interesting show about a culture and a community and people that you don't see represented in television and movies. And um, it's fascinating and well written and well put together. It's, It's awesome.
1: Awesome. No, I've been wanting to check that out. Another one on Netflix you should watch, uh, The Chair. It's five episodes or six episodes. It's a one and done thing. It's with Sandra Oh. Um, It's about, uh, she becomes the new uh, chair of the English department at Pembroke College. It's comedy, it's drama, it's wonderful. It's a really good short little show, miniseries. Loved it. Loved it. Um, Yeah. That's what's been what's what that's what the movies I've been seeing and TV shows I've been watching for the most part.
0: I mean, that's awesome, man. There's a lot of good stuff in there. It's like I, I love the the movies that I haven't seen that you reference here, and I'm definitely gonna try and check those out. And, and lots of good stuff out there. So folks, um, if we have if we haven't talked on touched on something that you think we need to be checking out, figure out how to reach out. I mean, we don't we have like emails and all that crap.
1: It's true. It's true. It's what is very the, true. What is the email? <laughs> what is the email?
0: Yeah. I'm just like messing
1: with you. Yes. Yes. The email. Just email boomstickcomics at gmail.com and we'll give you all the lowdown.
0: Yeah. No, it's like we need to check. Yeah. It's like, hey, stuff we haven't talked about, stuff we need to check out, make comments, do the whole thing. You know, it's like start the conversation because we're still looking for cool stuff too.
1: We sure are.
0: But, but I think that we're finding the cool stuff and telling you about it. So. But if you got something that you think we need to check out and share, let us know.
1: Let us know. Um, Before we move to our last uh, little segment, right before the podcast, the doorbell rang and I was delivered a box. I haven't opened it yet. I have no idea what it is. So we're going to unbox this
0: box. (laughs) We're going to unbox a box. It's a a mystery box unboxing exclusive to legitimate unboxing podcast what is happening here okay Uh, it looks like it's a little i want to say about a nine by six by six box here all right he's modeling it why don't you go ahead and open it?
1: so i take my knife
0: oh no be Be careful careful, kids yes yeah yeah, no he's he's i'm very uncomfortable watching him wield this thing it's like he's never held a knife before it's very (laughs) challenging All right.
1: All right. Let's open this. I have fancy it's a movie. What
0: don't know what. Oh, my.
1: Oh, my. Packing slip.
0: Yeah, packing slip. We got some air straight from the shipper.
1: Oh, my. It is Criterion Collection, starting oh. with Love in Basketball Criterion.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You've seen this? I
0: don't think I have.
1: Gina Prince-Blythewood. She uh, recently directed a pretty cool action movie for Netflix recently. Okay. Actually did an interview with her, but this is one of her first big films. Uh, romantic. I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. And then the big, the big one of the bunch, the Melvin Van Peebles Essential Collection Criterion with all of the goodness.
0: Thank you, right, Criterion. So, so, what is what is, what, is, what is in the collection here?
1: Uh, what is in the co- the collection? You've got the story of a three day pass, Watermelon Man, mm-hmm. Sweet Sweetback's Badass song, and don't yep. play us cheap because his son Mario Van Peebles remade the Badass movie.
0: Yes, and so, so. I was very curious because, like, to me, the the Essential Melvin Van Peebles movie as the sweet, sweet backs. So I was like, yeah, did they have that in there? Awesome.
1: Yeah. So I would imagine this comes out. I'm not sure when these come out, but they come out this month. Uh, and
0: let's see. Well, here. you're going to, you're going to watch them all and then do like a full review and put it up on,
1: put it up on, on a- high def digest for sure. We'll do there a go. little video too, but yeah, this is, you're seeing it here first and hearing it here first. Yeah. Uh, a pretty decent uh, mail day so far.
0: Is there your appetite whetted, Yeah, just enjoy that.
1: Yeah, Criterion's normally kind of the Neiman Marcus of Blu-rays, but I think Arrow Video, um, it's kind of taking their spot for the time being because um, Arrow's releasing all sorts of good stuff. But uh, Criterion's doing is still a great job as they've done for the last you know thirty years, so they're doing was- well.
0: They're very good at curating. You know, there's a there's a lot of junk out there and they do a very good job of if you know they're working on something, their odds are that it's a really quality thing, even if it's not exactly your cup of tea. You, can, you know, though, is probably a really quality film.
1: Right. With the likes of The Rock on Criterion and Armageddon on Criterion. It's wonderful. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's good. It's good. I that was a good... You,
0: I got put in my place there, didn't I? You, you you, did. That was great. I do like The Rock, though. I can't argue with that point. I do still think The Rock is good.
1: The Rock is amazing still. I watched it actually, like, you know, a month ago, and it was, damn, that's a good movie. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on to our last little segment, our unfiltered signal Where Wade and I bring you a very raw and unfiltered suggestion to watch that you probably have never heard of.
0: You know, it's a lot of, I mean, we've already kind of touched on some fun TV that I I wanted to make sure that we got out there. But have have I ever talked about Samurai Cop on here before? I don't remember if I have or have not.
1: No, this is our second or sixth episode, Wade, and you have not brought. Samurai Cop up yet, and for those who know Wade, every five minutes it's Samurai Cop. He finds a way in life to bring it up, so I'm shocked that it has not been brought up yet, but he's here today, unfiltered signal style, with Samurai Cop. It's,
0: it's probably, you know, I, I, I love, I'm aficionado of bad movies, right? Or, or B movies and all that stuff, or whatever you wanna call them. Um, this is by far my favorite. Uh, by a long shot this movie is so batshit and so good um it, it's got it all i mean it's 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 an american that learned the the japanese art of martial arts and 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 this made when he's trying to explain it to america that doesn't know it but this is like in the early 90s when they already had plenty of kung fu movies for over 20 years <laughs> but but uh they try and frame it up like a buddy cop movie, but there's like over the top innuendo and cursing and, and, and action and violence and it's total cheesy 80s sort of feeling, even though it was made in the 90s. Um, one of my favorite kind of anecdotes of the movie, if, so you have to watch it because it's just, it's schlocky and terrible. You have a drink, uh, have some friends, and just talk while the movie's on and just enjoy yourself because you'll rewind it a few times. Like, what did they say? And what did they do- just do there? Watch that again. But um, fun little note about when they made the movie, they had to go back and, and, and he has, the, the main character has really long hair in the movie. Um, and then when the movie was done shooting, they went and cut it and edited it. And they realized they needed to do some reshoots with the main character to add some, there were some holes that needed to get kind of filled in in the movie but the actor had cut his hair and so they're like oh shit what do we do so they went and just down to a local store and this is a very low budget movie they went to a local store and just uh got like a a, a women's wig and so interspersed throughout this movie is him with long hair and him wearing a lady wig and it's it's very very obvious <laughs> this wig. and it's and it's and it's very distracting and it's wonderful and it's it's a great movie i quote it to my wife and make her uncomfortable a lot you know because one thing he says the kind because of, he's supposed to be kind of like a player and a lover in the movie and one of the things he says to uh a woman he's trying to seduce is he kind of he does like a little finger gun point at her and he says keep it warm for me and and uh i'll I'll sometimes tell my significant other to keep it warm for me and she's disgusted and and walks away in disgust when i say such things but i can't help it it's one of my favorites so i i i love this movie on so many levels it's such corny and and cornball and just watch the trailer and if if the trailer's checking the box for you then have a drink, have some food, have some friends, and just kind of watch this movie. It's, it's wonderful.
1: I'm going to agree with Wade. I've watched this with Wade uh, multiple times. It is wonderful. Samurai cop, do it. Uh, my unfiltered signal pick uh, this week is a film uh, from 1975. And the movie is called born for hell. And it's actually a pretty decent movie that most people don't uh, remember. It's Canadian filmmaker and it uh, takes uh, it, it loosely based off uh, the uh, the female nurse students uh, serial killings in Chicago back then. But this one is a little different um, and it goes to some really dark but brilliant places and it's kind of ahead of its time with its uh with its kind of themes and gender themes here but yeah if you can find it uh they just released it on blu-ray from severin films it's called Born born for hell and it's actually pretty decent um still to this day uh but yeah Highly recommend it. You could actually read my full review of it on High Def Digest, but it's one of those lost, forgotten about films that luckily Severin mwah, kind of bought and uh, remastered. And uh, it's pretty great. Uh,
0: There's a lot of chef's kisses coming out. This it is. Yeah. It is.
1: Yeah. Um, and before we get to our last little thing, uh, Wade reminded me, uh, we're going to do something off the cusp here on the show right now. We're going to do, do a live reaction of Wade watching a movie trailer that I watched the movie for um, this last week. And I'm going to send it to him in the chat here because uh, it is so amazing. But it's right up his alley. It's, it's like, you know, he, he loves bad movies so much. And he's an aficionado um, of stuff like this. And there is a new movie that's out right now called The Mutation. And I'm going to send it to you here in the chat. Did I send it
0: to you already? I'm excited to see it.
1: Okay, okay. So, uh, there you go. It is sent in there. So, I want you to watch the trailer, and I want you to just uh, give your reaction to this trailer. Because, I mean, it reminds me of some of the worst movies we've
0: watched. Well, so... I, I don't think the sound's going to come through, so what I'm going to need to do is kind of explain it to you as I'm watching it. Is that right?
1: Or you can just wait till you watch it, and I can edit this uh, out.
0: Um, here, I'm going to see if I can watch it. And, and kind of, okay. We got scientists working on science, and there's a mysterious creature. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is your, Okay. It's already got kind of an Evil dead kind of feel going on here. Strange house uh oh you mutilated body all right there's some sort of animal that's mysterious animal out there okay it's very it's not a high budget okay yeah no definitely some costumes that are <laughs> all right okay there's some there's an there's an animal out there that's hungry and it's going after the townspeople and they got axes and bats so they're going to be protected okay it looks like it looks like somebody with a shitty werewolf costume that has like goblin ears on it it's i mean they would have been better if they didn't show the creature but okay i'm here okay all right so the mutation okay no way. oh there's a little extra what in the hell is this all right there's there's some like 35 foot zombie hell dog Rat face thing. What 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 is going on? Okay, so initial gut reaction here, Oscar. And I'm <laughs> I smelling an Oscar. No, this it it, uh, it looks exactly in my wheelhouse. This is a uh, one where it's like, yeah, this is one where. It, 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 the costumes, it's its like, it's like, I was like, because I was watching these really shit costumes of this, per, this little creature thing. And I'm like, why did, we're in 2021, dude, just do CGI or something. And then I saw their CGI work and I go, oh, that's why. It's because they're CGI there. It's like
1: almost as good as Bird Birdemic.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, but this is like 15, 20 years later. <laughs>
1: So I have watched the entire movie. I'm going to send the link to Wade. Um, but I have watched the entire movie. I am doing an episode of No BS with Brian and Susan on this episode because it was our blind watch and oh my gosh. Holy it's- fucking Moses.
0: <laughs> it's very exciting. It's like just just a good plug for No BS with Brian and Susan. Too. It's like go check that out.
1: There are certain scenes in this movie that I wish I was in the room with Wade to watch because we'd be dying laughing.
0: It, it, it looks great. I mean, yes. you know, I, I know that you, you're, you're premising you're this as if it's like going to be a bad movie and say, oh, Wade likes bad movies. This looks amazing. Though. It looks <laughs> really, really good.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Uh, that wraps up our Unfiltered Signal, our first ever reaction video of a movie trailer. Um, are we ending this with a question or are we just ending this today?
0: I think we should. I think we should end with a question because we didn't do it last week and, I, and the people were pissed. It's like, you know, they were like, hey, I, I I came here to learn about Brian as much as anything. Because For folks that know uh, the Multimedia Man Podcast Network and all the different programs everyone knows that ryan is where brian is an excellent interviewer he's a lover of film and media and music and everything cool and hip if it's worth knowing he knows about it and the thing is though it's like we don't know a ton about brian you know i've known this guy forever and there's still things where i don't i get learn through this thing and so i like to kind of save a little question and this is totally blind like brian has no idea what i'm going to ask him about and it's just a fun little opportunity where we can learn more about you. And so, here's here's my question for you on this time around: What's the most um, uncomfortable or disturbing dream or fantasy that you've ever had?
1: Most uncomfortable, disturbing dream.
0: Like, uncomfortable or disturbing, right? It's like, it, it, I'm not trying to box you in too much. Just something where you woke up and was like, oh, what the hell was that?
1: Okay, so in, in my dreams and in real life, uh, so it's kind of like the same the one off the top of my head that I'm thinking of uh, dream-wise, um, that I, for some reason I was at my parents' house and they were in the other room, but like like three or four of like my exes showed up and then we all like, I was trying to like keep them away from each other. Whoo, It's like, thank God that was a dream. But this kind of almost happened in real life too.
0: <laughs> so wait, well, there's, there's, I wanna dig into the dream for a second, but I can't let that go. What do you mean this almost happened in real life?
1: It was very strange.
0: It sounds hot. It, it does sound hot.
1: <laughs> it's very
0: strange. Well, you know, I said what was your uncomfortable dream, but now you've made me uncomfortable. So well done, <laughs> sir. You're welcome. You didn't try and swing this into some sort of big, freaky kind of party?
1: I mean, in real life, that's what I would do, but definitely not in the dream I don't think I could it's kind of like you know you're trying to run away or do something but you can't and I guess like
0: so you're saying that if it it was real life you would have been bold but you were just passive in your dream that's almost the exact opposite of how (laughs) things normally work
1: but not in my dreams I because I feel like I would you know be bold in real life and but not in my dreams I'm not
0: you're passive in your dreams. Yes, I am. I'm a passive. In, in your dreams, you sit down and read a book. While in real life, you're going out hobnobbing with celebrities and all this bullshit. You're you were so backwards. I mean, the, I mean, did I mean not to not to get too weird or existential on you for a minute? But that's that's so contrary to real life. That do you ever think that maybe this is the dream? Yeah, that- very
1: Matrix like. I for sure because. I tend to lead a not normal life. Like I get paid to watch movies and unbox boxes and videos. And yeah, it's, it's, it's strange to me. And I feel like I've been that way for a long time, you know, like even in college,
0: maybe I just in your dreams right now. You are my dream. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Yes. Take it off. I like it. Uh, That wraps up episode six of two legitimate. It was
0: a wonderful time. Uh, Step on you, buddy. Here, it was a great time. Here, do it again, though. I I won't step on you.
1: No, we didn't say we stepping on each other. I like it. I like when you step on me. It's too too legitimate.
0: I promise I won't step on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Episode six. It's just fantastic. We have a we had a few laughs. You know, we 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 get it good. Um, this this show, uh, you can download it or find it on boomstickcomics.com. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Podcasts, anywhere you can listen to stuff. We are too legitimate. At
0: this point, they've already found it. What are we
1: <laughs> it's great? It's great. We love you, too legitimate.
0: guys take care of yourselves we love you turn it off